0: Hello and good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, my black brother. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, <laughs> enjoying a wonderfully quiet Sunday afternoon.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, as you know, we've been—you uh, know—I was telling you it's already recording. So, uh. You know, first all I'm going to do is I'm just going to introduce you to my my viewers so they know who you are and, you know, what you mean to me, and then we're going to get the, the party popping, okay? Awesome. All right, so I'd like to thank everyone for joining me on another episode of Melanin Dads. I have, if not one of the most I know, uh, Mr. Barrios. How you feeling? Yes. Yes. I'm good,
0: man. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, first off, I just want to uh, commend you on, um, you know, stepping forth into this podcast space. At the end of the day, um, having positive and uh, committed um, voices to combat the noise out there is extremely important. So I'm excited uh, and honored to uh, be able to uh, just, just talk about some stuff today
1: yeah talk about some stuff that uh that we we deal with on a daily basis as men that we have to bottle up because we are men, you know so um you know, I commend you because it took me a long time because it, when I first started this i always knew that I wanted to have you on this show because even before when um you know when we worked together when we used to work together back in the day at sprint um you know, you were always somebody I looked at as being uh, what I would describe as a role model uh, and, and, in my opinion, led the, pa- the pa- pathway to be a Black father. Um, you know, so I, I always, I never had the opportunity to tell you that, you know, I appreciate you for that. But, you know, I really did appreciate you just for, you know, the things that I saw you go through, if it was uh, indirectly or uh directly um but it was something i always looked at and i knew who you were just by the type of father you were you know Chris hello so i decided to block everybody <laughs>
0: Like, I don't know. I don't know. Putting it on airplane mode and then just turning the Wi-Fi back on would have worked or not, but I got you.
1: Listen, but what I'm gonna do next time is I'm gonna put that bitch on Wi-Fi mode and leave airplane mode on because the recording yeah. through internet. So yeah, you know, thank you for pointing that out. And yeah, so next time I will do that shit. So yeah, because this uh this is gonna be not an annoyance. Because besides the that part, um, it's, it's it's been a great uh, conversation. So I apologize about all the, uh, the hiccups. You know, it's all so, good,
0: man. It's just like a radio show. You got you got to pay some bills. That's all.
1: that's <laughs> <you know>, all. <laughs> so, um, but that I mean, everything that we talked about today was my reason for asking you to come on here because I just wanted to see how. Your journey was from being a, you know, well, not never saying that your job stopped with being a dad because, um, being a dad should never be something where you're looking at expiration.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It just it just changes stages. And um, yeah. I, I tell you the so here's the blowout for you. Uh, I uh, I took a sales call from my daughter yesterday, dude. What you mean? So my, uh, I have a seventeen-year-old. She's, uh, she's a senior in high school. She's in Virginia, and um, mm. she uh, you know, is trying to get money together because she got accepted to Virginia Tech, which is kind of awesome. Because I got accepted there, I just didn't go. <laughs> um, you know, she wants to do like biomechanical engineering. Man, it's crazy wow. stuff. Like, yeah, like I don't think this girl's ever not been on the honor roll, ever. And you know, she just, uh, just blown away. So um she got a job doing vector, uh which is selling caco knives, which you know, if you okay. I remember that back in the nineties when I wasn't going out of high school and I just didn't do it. That was the shit. Or, yeah, but yeah, you could make some money if you knew what you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But so in the age of COVID, well, how do you do that? She's like, Hey dad, um, I want to set up a call. Um, blah blah blah. And I was like, All right, cool. So, you know, we did it. And I'm listening and looking at my child. <laughs> Trying to sell me some knives. Mm-hmm. So first off, you know, mm-hmm. hearing her phone voice, her sales voice, and then seeing, knowing that for many, many years I was the sales guy. Mm-hmm. Both in retail. Um, I've worked, you know, worked for pick a cable company or or a phone company. I don't work for them all. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I've been, and, and so it was bizarre to see my child do what I've done. And the scary part about it is that I had to really give her this encouragement. Like, like I'm not saying this because I'm your dad. I'm saying this like you got to, you're good. And just getting started is kind of frightening. But that's the thing, man. It's the legacy. You found a woman that's going to be able to birth your vision. That's what motherhood is. And and it's bizarre because then we realize, well, what were we doing with the mother ones? And mm-hmm. we were just trying to feel them out, and there was some things that we were trying to satisfy in our in our in our in our natural body, and maybe uh, for a time it was a good look, but ultimately they weren't the ones that were going to be able to birth our vision, other than the children that they gave us. Right. I had a week at, and you know I got seven seven different. I call them the magnificent seven. I can't. It, sure. it does. He does me zero. It profits me nothing to insult these women no matter how uh, unreasonable or in some cases blatantly ignorant they can and have been, it does me no good to insult them. So I call them the magnificent seven that I realized that these seven women that, you know, for, for five, 10 minutes, however long it was, we produced these beautiful children Mm -hmm. and that they've had to move on with their life and figure out what to do with this amazing person that has half of their DNA and half of mine. Um, And Understanding that, they, you know, they got to navigate life too, but then realizing that I control a certain level of how that whole situation goes in way past the numbers on uh, the numbers that are put into the computer. I've been mm-hmm. having, I've, I find myself in a, a lot of instances coaching people through that process because it's real easy for that to kick you in the face, especially if you're in a situation where, you know, like, I mean, I could be transparent. I mean, half my checks has gone before I get it. It is what it is. Um, it, it took a lot of negotiation. It took a lot of honestly going into a uh, court and just being transparent about my situation, but not being combative.
1: Right, right. I think that's the biggest part that they get threatened by is when we we know that we're we're in the right and we're trying to let pe- other people see that and they're more so worried about us trying to run from what it, what they think that mm-hmm. we're trying to run from. And that's not even the case, you know? All right, uh, Julie, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Chris? Hello? Oh, this is gonna annoy me so much. Hello? Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Hey, yo. We're back. The crazy part is people better appreciate this shit because <laughs> it's so hard and so defeating. Because uh, cause prior to this, when I first started this, it's my bad, because I'm putting shit in the air fryer right now. But when I first started this, people were coming to the crib. So it was easier, you know? Yeah you right there. But a pandemic hit. I ain't trying to get COVID. So what I did was I started doing it this way. But also what I realized is it allowed me to touch people a lot more like yourself who are in different areas of the country that I'm unable to get if we were in said room together. You know, so um,
0: the technology is, is a game changer, bro. And um. That's actually while while we was on our little intermission, that was the one thing I, I was just thinking about. Like you have a globally useful skill set.
1: Yep. Hey so, hey, <laughs> hey, I have to say this, man. All that all the retail hours definitely came in handy, man, because if it wasn't for those times, I wouldn't be the person I am today. You know, so yeah. you know, you always take what you can and uh but but to get back, you were saying, like, you know, the one thing you took from the, you know, well, something you took from the Father's Cup. And then I had a bill collector call me, and then it just, uh, which yeah. I don't know why I'm doing it because it's on Do Not Disturb. So, yeah, I'm about to, I once I get the technology part together uh, fully, it's going to be a lot more immersive experience. But till then, I have been getting better on my um, edit game. So, you yeah, know. it's
0: it's all good, man. And like, see, here's the thing, right? That's that's the beauty of this stuff, right? It's trial mm-hmm. and error. Um, you're not an expert until you keep doing it. And uh, and the, but, the-
1: but yo, bro, I can say is I started this July of last year, right? And in in that time, man, I've I've just hit over a thousand listens.
0: That's huge, dude.
1: And and that's prior to. Because I was like, I'm going to see if I can get this here prior to my wife jumping on. Because my wife, her uh, her status is already, I already feel like she's a celebrity. <laughs> I, I just did my first episode with her uh, recently. And okay. that was my 20th episode. So I've already done 19 episodes prior to her. And I just hit 1K. I just put out my, my first shirt. And, yeah, yeah, I was
0: gonna ask you about the shirt. Yeah, I, I need to definitely cop one of those. <laughs>
1: I'm, a, I, I'm, a, well, I'm in the stages of where I have a very talented black black queen that's been putting my shirts together. Nice, uh, local in Philly. Um, so I'm a, it, I'm gonna have to ship it to you. Yeah, no rush. But no yeah, rush. I'm ship. I'm gonna ship it to you. But that's when you had when you had messaged me and said, "Hey, send me the link." I don't have a link yet because. Uh, this is this is my first shirt, and I don't I don't want to do an e-commerce uh, shop right now because they already get you for your bread anyway. It's so. all good.
0: it's it's direct it's direct uh drop ship, man. It's a that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man. That's the way yeah, it's been man. done for a long time, and it's gonna continue to be done. Um, mm-hmm. the key is that you're doing it, and and honestly, the pick back up that's the huge thing. You know, you know, making sure that you're still making that progression. Um yeah. and, you know, so you now you have this amazing opportunity in front of you. Um the key is that to you know is the movement. For me, like right now, uh so far this year, this this going into 2021 has been a lot of reflection. Okay. Um, and I, I say reflection because the key the key word for me is execution. And execution's got two meanings. One meaning is of course to complete a task or an assignment. The other is to is to is to kill, is to and in this case the things that we need to execute in our life are the things that are going to get in the way from us executing our purpose. So right. you know you you got just just you know this wonderful situation in front of you, um and you know, you know looking back to two thousand and you know going into two thousand and sixteen, and realizing that you know here I am I'm getting ready to pack up my whole life. Um, You know, I'm just, I'm on trains and buses trying to get to and from work, trying to figure it out, trying to balance being a dad, trying to um, uh, deal with, in this case, my older children are, you know, are in high school and, you know, getting prepared for that next stage in their life. Um, And the key is, you know, to slow down and realize that, you know, you you take advantage of the resources you have. Um, You realize that you has the awesome responsibility of, of raising some amazing little people and getting them prepared for the world around you. And you just want to make sure you got all the resources and tools you have, uh, to make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, and that's awesome on the analytical front on the emotional side, uh, the life side, the relationship side is that, you know, you, 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 per, you know, you and other brothers, you know, realizing that, um, you know, breaking stereotypes and, and and you know, the things that are no, seemingly normal and normalized that are that are arguably even now ridiculed and, and demonized, well, realizing that, you know, people wouldn't say what they want about it. The reality of it is you're on your post. Yeah, you're, you're you're handling your responsibility. Uh you're doing what you gotta do. And ultimately the only thing only people that it matters to are the people that have your DNA. <laughs> The, the folk that you are having to prepare to deal with the world that's going to come be, be past you. um And I think as a lot of uh, dads in particular are really coming to that revelation that it's these children that uh, that ultimately matter. Like I said, you know, I said earlier, you know, when all the grownups are on the same page, the kids win. Uh, The challenge is. Uh, for us to remember to put that out in the forefront. When people want to start making a decision and they want to start acting up and they want to start running a family court and this, that and the other, are, is your decision going to help the kid win? Is you being petty about something that, you know, when they're 30 years old, is going to be is going to have them go to therapy or traumatic to them? That's not setting them up for a win. No. If, if, not not, if not answering the phone because you know, for X, Y, Z reason, that's not helping the kid win. And, you know, on our side, if, um, you know, we can't have a a meaningful conversation with the other adult in the situation before it escalates into some foolishness, that's not helping the kid win either. And um, Mm -hmm. the the struggle that I had was honestly realizing that uh, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to help them win. And I have to realize that, I may mean, not always have a willing partner on the other side of that. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah.
1: I got to do what I got to do. Right. And uh, just to piggyback what you were saying is that, you know, I always looked at as, hey, this is how I am. And when what I mean by that is um, my focus has always been on the betterment of my child. Mm-hmm. And always looked at, okay, well, we ain't work together because we're adults. But ain't saying we got to be over here fucking to make our relationship for our kids to work. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it still be like business. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you start a business with somebody, it's not platonic. It's, it's a business. Yeah. So we got a child together. So I, that was always my anger for such a long time. But I had to start really taking that anger away from them and started looking at it in different areas, like how their parents were, how their father treated them, yeah, how their father treated their mother, how what whatever happened domestically affected them, and what their decisions were and when I started thinking like that, uh Chris, I started really opening my mind to being a better person in other areas because I wasn't my energy wasn't so focused on you know dealing with family court you know dealing with um you know people you know those people calculating your numbers and you start hearing numbers and that's really becomes the focus of what your your energy is driven towards oh yeah you know and you know and um when I started really having these type of conversations with, you know, both of my kids are by two different women. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I got married, I had another child with my wife. And if I knew what I knew now, as far as the type of woman she was, who was different than these other women, I wouldn't have went and got a vasectomy after I had my daughter. I would have allowed myself to still be open to having other children because I finally found a person that deserved that from me when I was younger, I didn't know what that mean was what I mean, what I, what I mean by, you know, someone deserving what, you know, my, what, what I mean by the, what the ultimate uh, sacrifices and your sperm in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, I mean, the reality of it is, is you found a person uh, that's worthy of, of, of the legacy. Yeah. Um, you know something that I was taught a while ago that motherhood is the ability to birth a vision. You found the visionary in your wife. All right. Uh, oh, that was that time. That time it was me getting the call. <laughs> I to uh, go do the same thing, put it on airplane mode, and just let the uh Wi-Fi, the Bluetooth do what it's doing.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Right yep. <laughs> now. So it's uh, it's um it's almost three. Well, we're on the same time zone. I forget you're in damn North Carolina. So I'm not going to do too much longer because I feel like combined, we probably got a good solid almost hour in, but since it gets broken up, it's so, so harder to tell. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to, um, I want to say, I appreciate you really taking, you know, taking the time to um want to hop on today and all my guests are people that I, I I always stay in touch with. I build a bond with, so that you know we could come together and you know there's it, there's so much more things I want to talk to you about. Oh yeah, um, well, you definitely. Um,
0: you know whenever. Here's the beautiful thing about um that I learned in 2020. hmm You make time for what you what you want to make time
1: for. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, the
0: funny thing is realizing that, that there's so many things that are vying to monopolize your time and your efforts and your space and that now you don't even got to give it energy if it's if it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's good. There's a lot of good things out there, but they're not good for everybody. Um no. the, the cool thing is you're now, you know, prepping for this transition. Um you're now, you know, balancing how to uh you know you know, love your babies and um so is the plan to, for you to have your children come with you or you gotta take um. that next step with you know being relocating and how to manage that. Uh that's something we definitely can have a conversation about offline because um there's there's a level of wisdom and then and that's kind of where I was the train thought I was on before um uh, the call came in. Uh realizing that you know you have to be you know you have to go into If you you have to go to family court specifically, you kind of need to be prepared. The reason why a lot of things end up in an unfavorable situation, no matter what side of it is, is that a lot of times people are extremely unprepared. Mm. You know, um, right before I left Philly, I had a simple conversation with the guy. I was like, listen, I'm moving to North Carolina. This is what I make now. I anticipate making a lot less money in North Carolina because the cost of living is less. However, I don't believe that I need a reduction. I just need all. I just need to make sure I'm paying the same amount of money for for the child across the board. I shouldn't be paying more money for one child than for another child because, despite the parents' decisions to live a different type of life, uh, my life is the same. <laughs> right. So, right. I, I there there should never be a uh. I, it shouldn't be. I need to pay more money for child A than child D because child. The child A's mom and child D's mom in different situations. They're different people. They have different situations, but it's the same child. And they should be, at least from a monetary standpoint, as my child support is concerned, should be treated equally. Um, that was a bit of a struggle, but it was worth every single effort because even now, as some of them are grown, some of them are aged out, some of their orders are terminated, um, You know, I, the ratio is starting to shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing thing I do want to remark I sent it to you in your inbox Uh, prior to me moving I was asked to be part of a documentary called Where's Daddy and it's about the child support system um, and the things that men and and women go through Uh, it really speaks to the impact on the black man in general Uh, it was uh, directed by a a local in Philadelphia director named Raelle Daldell. Uh, amazing, amazing man! I was fortunate and honored to be in this documentary with some rather famous people, but awesome, awesome, awesome parents. Um, so like like Freeway the rapper, um, Mr. Man Frisbee the author, um, Fred um, I think Fred Barnett was in it, um, and a handful of other folk. Um, just check it
1: out because I do see the link. Yeah, it's
0: now available. Uh, previously, was you had to buy it. Uh, but now it's available on for free on the Tubi platform, which mm. is uh, what I sent the link to you for. Um, here's the bug out. You ready for this?
1: Yeah, I'm listening.
0: Um, I got accepted to, I want to say, 12 colleges. Um, this documentary is now in the library of three dozen universities around the world. It's huge. And and I'm just I'm, one I'm, person telling these stories, but the, the power in the testimonies of these brothers and how um we're breaking this narrative that dads are, are, are not president and accounted for is huge. So yeah, man, you get a chance to check it out.
1: Um and if you if you when I when I send you the shirt, that's literally what it says on the front of the shirt, it says breaker of stereotypes because yes. Um, you know what we see in society, what um some of these women are telling us is that we are not present, and just because we're not together does not mean does not make me any less of a dad than you are of a mother you know, so there's no need for to make me feel like um I'm not going to be a good dad for your your child because we didn't work out and we're uncompatible because that's just the way of life, mhm-. And um, you know, I, I, every time I see them upgrading, every time I see them with somebody, it makes me happy because I know that's going to make my life easier. Yeah. And um, I feel like once we all get on that same mindset, it's going to be a lot better co-parenting situations. It's going to be a lot less domestic violence situations, and everybody's going to be happy, especially the person that marries the most, and that's the children.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: You know. So I'm I'm uh let you enjoy the rest of your day, uh bro, and then um, you know, we're gonna go from there. And uh, I'll probably just have this up in the next There's so many people that's hit me up now for, for Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but, but
0: see here's the thing, that that's the way it's supposed to be. It grows organic and then it then boom. And mm-hmm. just so uh, you know, just you know, work it out, schedule it out, you know, a, you know the blessing is that you have this platform, you have the ability to put something that is worthwhile and awesome out there in the atmosphere. Um, cause there's still a lot of garbage out there, but guess what? Um, you know, the world needs to hear what Melanie and is talking about. So it's the honor is and, all mine, Julian.
1: And, 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 Berrios is crazy. Cause when I first started this, I thought I was going to do like a visual, a visual type thing where it was going to be this, this movie or this documentary about black fathers, um, breaking stereotypes something that we don't see on social media uh all we see is our people doing uh foolishness foolishness and our women's our our women are being um you know put as uh, objects yeah so it's a great way to give back so that you know like you said to me you know the documentary you was in was um it's in all it's it's in the library now like it's always going to be there it's never going to go away Mm -hmm. and um, that's what i plan on making this platform so that when my kids get older and i'm not here anymore that they can go back and listen to um (laughs) you know the person that has always raised them you know yeah
0: there's there's power there's power in your voice and um that's another th- a lesson that uh, 2020 has caught has taught us um, from the voices that are now no longer with us, um, and the understanding that there's power in your voice. You you have an impact. You have a a way of changing things just by speaking. So continue to speak. Use this platform and any other platform that becomes available to you to you know be that impact, break those stereotypes, leave that legacy for your children. And and honestly, just do what's already been inside of you managed to, but it's got to be released.
1: I had I had went on a live the other night um, and one, of my, one another uh, young lady who does um, she does like a self-reflecting segment every Friday night. And I asked to speak on here and I happened to have my shirt on and I said, you know, this is really what we're about. We're about breaking stereotypes. We're about, um, you know, taking back our, our our um our image and taking back what was rightfully ours and letting people know that we are very active, we are very present uh, in our children's lives because as much as you can say, okay, you well, you're not in the house, well, you're not in my house. So does that make you a less of a mother than me being a father? You know, so it's very, very important that I Give us a voice, um, absolutely, because for the longest, I always felt like this is how black men are supposed to be until I really started looking at myself in the mirror and realized that this isn't the type of dad I am, and there's other men that I know that aren't the aren't these type of parents, so it's it's time for the world to see and know that it's not okay to tell. A, a man, oh, you're not being a man, you know, mm-hmm. or it's not okay to tell somebody they're a deadbeat and you know that they're not really a deadbeat.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, um, because you already know what a deadbeat's like, especially if that's how your dad is. Mm-hmm. So if that's not how your child's father is, don't put that on me. Don't put that resentment on me that you have for your father on me because I don't have anything to do with that. Exactly. The only thing that's gonna hurt is your child that's you know? right. so what i what I could take and what I usually do at the end of my shows uh I usually take a what I got from what we talked about, and from the beginning of our conversation, the biggest thing I took was that we just have to be who we are throughout everything
0: yeah, absolutely. So
1: and that way there's no confliction you know i'm not doing this for nobody else and i'm doing this for myself because if i'm happy your kids are going to be happy if you're happy your kids are going to be happy you know and it's a win-win situation so the more our people know this the more we're going to be better together
0: that is correct i think um you know, making sure that we are setting them up uh to win is huge. And mm-hmm. and, and and now more than ever, um the reality of it is, is that you know the onus is on us um because we only get it we get a small window. That that eighteen that under eighteen period it goes by in a blink. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean like uh, I had that reality staring me in the face yesterday. You know, and, and then I have two 12-year-olds, an 11-year-old and a 10-year-old coming behind her. You know, that's the, that's my the my younger four. And then, you know, we, and we have a nine-year-old that lives here in the house with us. Uh, and then also, you know, for me now to have these adults, like my, my 21-year-old son, I'm certain that he's down in D.C. right now because he's in the National Guard in New Jersey. And they dispatched him wow. to the capitol. So and and you know and not going be transparent. We're strange. You know, I'm not his favorite person on the planet, but guess what? I'm still praying for him. I'm still reaching out to his aunts. Be like, yo, let let him know that you know his dad is still concerned about him, you know, and that that I, I'm proud of him that he's made decisions, uh, and that you know, regardless of how he feels, I'm still his father.
1: Oh yeah, and that and that's the important part because at the end of the day, they're not always gonna like us, but it's what you do consistently. That will break through that, and and when they get older and they have their own young people looking at them, they're gonna realize some of the decisions that their parents made. Um, if they even if they didn't agree, it you know a lot of times we really have to start thinking for ourselves. And I had to tell my third, I had a conversation with my thirteen year old son of the other day, and was like, "Hey, like this is gonna be happening." And you know, I've always wanted to, to move outside the city. Um, prior to me being married, but I've only stayed because of you know you and your brother, yeah. you know. So, um, but I want to have this conversation with you as your dad, opposed to hearing it from your mother. I feel like I owe that to you. Yeah, you know. And what he said to me was that, and I and I said to him, I said, well, are you upset with me? And he said, Dad, if we didn't have this talk, then I would be upset with you, but because we had this talk. And I can understand what you're telling me. It it definitely makes me feel different. So that was huge.
0: And it's huge. And um, you know, it's gonna be funny. He's 13. Um he's gonna be on that plane.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. He gonna he's gonna be on that plane.
0: He's gonna have his he's gonna have his uh, video game, portable video game or phone thing of choice in his headphones, and he's gonna be on that plane, and he's gonna be chilling. He's going to go see his dad, and, and, yeah. and it's not going to matter um, that it's in Houston, uh, it's not going to matter what his buddies are doing back back home. It's going to be, I'm going to see my dad,
1: yeah. And um, I can't wait because I already know that's what it's going to be, but of course, you got to go through the proper channels to make sure that oh, yeah, it's what it's going to be, yeah, you know. So, uh, I mean, bears, we, we could talk for, for more hours. <laughs> more, uh, <laughs> It's going to be – it's so many more segments I've already wrote down and put your name next to that I'm going to schedule out, you know, offline. Um, but, you know, besides that, man, I just really appreciate you jumping on, you know, this episode of and Dads, man. It means a lot.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, uh, once again, I'm honored and I'm excited uh, for what you're doing. Um, look forward to collaborating again in the future. Have an awesome day, brother.
1: You too, brother. Take care, man. Thank you. Bye.